Hi, welcome to the Charlotte Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message and that it both encourages and inspires you. Good evening, church. My name's Nikita. It's so good to be here. I hope you've had a great day. First of all, I want to honour Pastor Phil and Pastor Christopher for this great opportunity. And today I want to speak to you about faith, but more specifically how to work in faith. But before we go too far, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this opportunity to spread your word. And I just pray that you'll take me out of it and put yourself into it, Lord God, and everyone's heart will be open and expecting. In Jesus' name, amen. So here he knows, right? You don't always have a great day. Sometimes you have a horrible day, a week, month, sometimes even a horrible year. And in those times, it feels impossible to have faith. You look at people like Moses, Abraham, the Israelites, and you wonder how did they have faith in their endeavors? One thing I personally have come to realize is faith is so hard, but it is necessary to get through this life. So today I have three keys for you on how to work in faith in your daily life. Number one, faith is an action. In Hebrews 11 verse 30, it says, It was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. To work in faith, you have to be willing to put in effort. You have to be willing to get your hands dirty, put in a little bit of elbow grease and put in the hard work. And to be honest, it's not always going to be pretty. Marching right, it would have looked silly. Can you imagine going down to your local Coles and Woolies and just seeing you know, random people just marching, marching around the building, not doing anything else, just marching in dead silence? You would be concerned. You'd be like, what is going on here? Let me call the cops because this is not natural. But that's exactly what the Israelites did. They literally just walked up to the walls of Jericho and started marching. Dead silence, marching, waiting for the walls to come down. But what would have happened if they just sat there? And then it's like, walls, you need to come down. You're done. Like, it's time to come down. Nothing would have happened. If they just sat there and they gave it the silent room, like, nah, not looking at you today. Nah, you've annoyed me. Nah, not doing it. They wouldn't have cared because they're walls. They wouldn't have moved. They had to step out and physically do something. The truth is, faith requires you to get out of your comfort zone. And it will look silly. It's not meant to be comfortable. It's meant to be uncomfortable because you're believing in something you can't always see with your own eyes. But it is essential for anything to happen. Point number two, you need to be wholehearted. The Israelites were used to working hard, right? They were slaves. They had deadlines. If they didn't push themselves to get everything done, they were dead. Full stop. No ending story. That's it. So I would imagine that they were used to working hard then. That when they were marching, it wasn't a little, oh, please come down, please come down, walls and Big, strong marches, 100% wholehearted, fully into it. But what does that look like for us? Because you're not gonna go down to your local shops and start marching. I hope you don't, because I'll call the cops. Please don't do that. But it looks like putting in 100% in everything we do in life Because everything we do, we do for God. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. That includes when you go to work, putting in 100%, even if you don't like your workplace, 
when you go to school or uni, putting in 100%, even if you hate your degree, putting all in because you're doing it for God. In everything you do, whether it be secular out in the world on earthly things, or whether it be right here in the church, worshipping, serving, praising, volunteering, praying, doing it all with a whole heart because it's all for God. And when you do that, when you put your whole heart into it, you step into your faith and you step into your walk with God. Number three. So we've got faith is an action. You need to be wholehearted. So now we've got you need to let go of the past. Hebrews 11 verse 31 says, It was by faith that Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey God, for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Rahab was a prostitute. It literally says it in the word of God. And yet God still used her. She could have easily said, no, I'm too ashamed of my past. I'm too ashamed of the decisions I've made to open this door for the spies, to work in faith and do what God has told me. But she didn't. She let go of her past. She let go of that shame and that guilt and that fear of being judged to step into her calling and into her faith. So it's like, you know, put it this way. When you're driving, right? If you're driving, you're going to look behind you the whole time. Can't see anything. Can't see where you're going. And you're still driving forward. You're going to crash. You're not knowing where you're going. You're not going to get to your destination and it's not going to be pretty. But what about if you're driving and you look forward? You look at where you're going. You're going to get to your destination safely. So I want to ask you this evening, where are you looking in life? Are you looking at your past behind you, not looking at what's ahead and just being filled with shame and regret and fear to do anything? Are you looking towards God? Are you looking into your future to see God use me? Even though I've done wrong in my past, even though I'm a bit scared, use me in my faith today. Hebrews 11 verse 33 to 34 says, By faith these people over three kingdoms ruled with justice and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weaknesses was turned into strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. You see, church, when we remind ourselves that to be able to work in faith, you need to be wholehearted. You need to physically step out and work and you need to be willing to let go of your past. You're able to walk in your faith and walk closer to God. So this evening, if you need a little bit more heart, if you have some stuff in your past that you feel like is just dragging you back, or sometimes you just need a bit of an encouragement to physically step out of your comfort zone, I want to pray for you today. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are a gracious and mighty God, that you have already forgiven us of all the mistakes that we've made. And we just pray that everyone in this room will just get a bit more heart, a bit more willing to put in 100% in everything that they do for you, Lord Jesus. And we just pray that any shackles around their hearts today, that you will just take them away and that anything in their past, the shame, the guilt, the fear, just all be gone because that's not from you, Lord Jesus. And we just pray that anyone who just needs an encouragement to step out of their comfort zone, to be willing to take that first step of faith, that you'll just give them that encouragement. You'll give them that bravery, Lord Jesus. This we pray in your name. Amen.
Hello church, my name is RJ. I'm one of the youth leaders here at Shiloh. Um, I just want to thank Pastor Phil and Krista for the opportunity to preach. Um, it is such a huge honor and uh, none of us youth leaders uh, take it lightly. Um, and how good was Nikita? She was amazing, wasn't she? It's such a pr- uh, privilege and honor to work alongside her uh, with uh, youth. Um, but uh, let's get straight into it. Lord God, um, thank you for this opportunity to be up here, Father. I pray that you would take me out of the spotlight um, and that you would speak directly to your people, Lord God, to those who've never heard of you, Lord God. And I pray for something fresh and new to be deposited into their hearts and mind. Uh, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, uh, today I'm going to be reading from Matthew 14, verses 28 to 33. Uh, To give you guys some context, Jesus has just told the disciples to get into the boat and cross the sea so that he could dismiss a crowd and uh, later pray on a mountain alone. Uh, But later that night, a storm had rolled over the sea uh, that they were traveling across and Jesus watches it unfold, walks on the water toward the boat, and this is where it leaves us. Matthew 14, verses 28. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Point number one, God expects premium faith. God expects premium faith. You see, parents, right? Y'all will understand this. When kids want something, we often have this tendency to go for the most expensive, high-quality, over-the-top premium version of that thing, right? And, and some of your kids were blessed enough and, and lucky enough to get it, but I wasn't one of those kids, unfortunately. You see, my parents grew up in the Philippines and things there were, were scarce, including money. So naturally, my parents had to be money smart by spending as little as possible. And to do so, they, they'd find the cheapest version of whatever product they needed. And thankfully, God called us to Australia uh, and blessed us beyond what we could have ever imagined, but for better or for worse, that that mindset still carries over no matter the country you're in or the financial situation you're at or or the times you're in, right? So most of the time, I grew up with the cheaper alternative to the premium product. Nutrigrain? Nah, we had had Mighty Grain. Wheat Bix? No, no, we had Wheat Biscuits. Nikes? No, we had Mikey's. Adidas? Nah, we had adios. You see, at the time, my parents' resources were limited. So my my options were limited. We couldn't afford the premium product. Now, there's no shame in that. In fact, in the current climate, it's probably wise to do so. But you see, sometimes Christians can make the mistake of applying that same mindset towards their faith. But can I tell you today, God's resources aren't limited. So why is it that sometimes our faith is? Peter could have said to Jesus, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come and I'll row my boat toward you. Peter could have said to Jesus, Lord, if it's you, build a bridge and then I'll come. 
Peter didn't say, Lord, if it's you, do you want to just walk to me? Um, I kind of like it here. See, when Jesus walked out on the water, he could see that God was in control. Peter knew that Jesus had power over the raging winds, waves, and sea. Peter knew that Jesus' resources were unlimited, so his faith was unlimited. And when he asks to step out and walk on the water, he does. And look at how Jesus responds. He just says, come. You know what that says to me? That says that, that Jesus was eager to say yes. Jesus was prepared to say yes to whatever Peter had the faith to ask for. It says in Matthew 21, verses 21 and 22, this is the NLT. Then Jesus told him, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do, all, uh, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything and if you have faith, you will receive it. You see, I don't know how you came into church today. Maybe your past experiences, your upbringing or, or sin or mindset have affected how you see God's resources. You're like, God couldn't possibly forgive me for this sin. Can I tell you today that God's forgiveness is unlimited. God couldn't provide for us. We're in so much debt, there's no way he could possibly provide for us. God's provision is unlimited. God couldn't break this generational curse. It's been in my family for centuries. God's power is unlimited. You see, God's resources are unlimited so we can expect the premium product. God expects you to ask for the premium. He's willing to say yes. So don't sell yourself short. So today, if you feel like your idea of God's power and resource and provision is skewed or affected, if you feel like you don't deserve the premium product, if you feel like you're, you're under a weight or, or burden that you just can't seem to get off of you, can I just encourage you that God's resources are unlimited. Nothing is too much for God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for these hearts and minds, Lord God. I, I, Lord God, I pray that you would inject a, a premium faith, Lord God, an unlimited faith, a faith like Peter's, Lord God. Father, I pray that you give us the courage and the boldness to ask for the premium product because you, Lord God, are willing to say yes. And I thank you, Lord God. I glorify you, Lord God. I thank you that you were willing to say yes. So Lord God, I pray that you would um, fill uh, your people, Lord God, with premium faith today. In Jesus' name, amen. Good evening, church. Jake here. I'm so excited to bring you the final third of this evening's sermon. Thank you so much, Pastor Phil and Pastor Krista, for the opportunity for borrowing your people and your pulpit. I don't take it lightly. Massive shout out to Nikita and RJ who preached before me, some of the favorite people in the whole wide world. Let's get started because I'm so excited for what God's going to do this evening. Lord, help me help them. Bless me, bless them, bless us. Be so good. Amen. This evening, church, I would love to talk on the concept of supernatural faith. See, 
In the Bible, 1 Corinthians 12, we are given the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is faith. And sometimes we mistake that with just general faith. But I'm here to tell you that there's actually two kinds of faith. In Ephesians 2, 8 to 9, it brings a concept of saving faith. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is a gift of God and not the result of works. See, saving faith comes from salvation. We accept Jesus into our life. And because we are now a born again, saved Christian, saved from condemnation, we gain faith. But then the gifts of the Spirit from the Holy Spirit have supernatural faith that surpasses much larger, much harder circumstances. People like Moses and Noah in the Bible are examples of supernatural faith. And this evening, I would love to give you two keys to the concept of supernatural faith and not just saving faith. The first key is that supernatural faith requires a relationship with the Holy Spirit. See, if it is a gift of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is the ambassador of Jesus and the Holy Spirit is what works through us, it actually requires a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And someone out there is probably asking me, Jake, how do I know I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Well, luckily for you, that one person out there, Galatians 5, 22 to 23 has the answer already. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Things like love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is evident in our lives, we will notice these fruits coming out of our lives. See, if you find yourself naturally being someone of great patience, of great joy, someone who loves easy, is very gentle, you might find that the Holy Spirit is actually evident and working in your life. These fruits come easy to you. And the flip side of the coin, if you highlight that someone that actually needs help in these areas, you want to be more loving and more gentle and more forgiving, then the Holy Spirit is something that you might want to look up or ask God, how can I go deeper in the Holy Spirit, have a stronger partnership with the Holy Spirit? Because these are the fruits I want to see in my life. See, the Holy Spirit is evident when he's present. The second key very quickly this evening is faith leads you. See, when you sign up to supernatural faith, you can't holster the Holy Spirit in your back pocket. The supernatural faith actually calls you and leads you into a situation or circumstance. See, I mentioned Moses previously. Moses was adopted by the king of Egypt's family. It was the princess that found him. When he was adopted into that family, he would have had unlimited resources, unlimited money, unlimited wealth, unlimited fame, unlimited slaves. He would have had the cushiest life. And his supernatural faith called him into the desert, found God for himself, came back and then opposed his wealthy, loving, adopted family because God wants his people out. I can't imagine that would have been easy for him. 
Same with Noah. I can't imagine the community at the time would have been easy on him if he said, I'm just going to use all the town resources to build a massive boat, save only my family and a few animals because the Lord's going to come and sweep everyone away and all of you are going to die. I'm just going to save myself. I reckon he would have lost a few friends, a little bit of his reputation, like a little bit of his community would probably you know, not be a fan of his. I don't think he would have lived the same after doing this, but it was by faith that he followed the instructions of God. Although it sounded a little kooky, he followed it with faith because Jesus called him there. See, these two men of faith didn't actually want to do it on their own strength, but they signed up to supernatural faith and they were obedient to God's speaking God's words. See, in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7, it says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is given for common good. See, we are given the Holy Spirit for common good. We are given the Holy Spirit for our community. We are given the Holy Spirit to be the hands and feet of Jesus himself, of God's holy plan. We're not given it for ourselves. We're given it to be an outworking of a ministry of our Jesus Christ. See, when you sign up for supernatural faith, sometimes it's scary. Sometimes you don't know what's going on. Sometimes you're called to crazy countries, talking to crazy people, crazy generous acts that you might not be comfortable with. But it's Jesus that speaks to us. And through supernatural faith, we get the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit, we get God. And with God, we get victory. See, supernatural faith doesn't sign you up to defeat. God has called you to victory. God has called you to take territory. God has called you to push back the territory the enemy has taken. So this evening, if you find yourself wanting to be someone of supernatural faith and someone who wants to be the work of Jesus Christ in our community, I would love to pray with you. I would love to pray that we all get a fresh anointing of the gift of the spirit, the supernatural faith that can be found in great men before us. If you would like to be included in that prayer, why don't you go to the chat and put a, that's me, Jake, or a hands up emoji or a fire emoji. Put something to let us know that you're praying with me. And let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you're a God that intervenes. I thank you that you've given us the Holy Spirit to intercept, to be your hands and your feet in the community. I thank you that you've given us supernatural faith that surpasses all understanding, all circumstances and all disbelief. And right now, Jesus, Holy Spirit, I pray that me right inside, you give us a fresh anointing for supernatural faith. And everyone in the chat that's going along with me, I pray for a fresh anointing of supernatural faith. And I pray that we be the works that you want to see in our lives at the moment. Amen. Thank you for having me, church. Have a fantastic evening and I will see you next week. I am a Thank you for joining our podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. You can connect with us at shilohchurch.com.au.